0: Hi, this is Sebastian. You might know my mom, Heather, from Shine.fm. This is the Shine.fm MomCast. Take it away, Mom. Thanks so much for tuning in to the MomCast today. Hey, I'm Heather, and I'm very excited about our guest today. Bridget, introduce yourself to everyone.
1: Yeah, my name is Bridget Mustaine, and I am the Area Director for Young Life in the Greater Lansing area.
0: And let's talk first about um, Young Life. What we're going to talk about today um, is how we help our kids with their own faith journey. But my kids involved in Young Life, there's Young Life chapters all over the country. Let's talk a little bit specifically about Young Life's philosophy and why you guys are different when it comes to ministry to teenagers. Sure,
1: yeah. So um, Young Life's mission statement is actually to introduce kids to jesus christ and help them grow in their faith um probably what sets us apart from maybe your typical youth group which is might be what people compare us to um is that our really our goal and our target kid is really a a disinterested kid that may um feel a little bit more threatened about going into a church. And Hmm. so in a lot of our different areas, our Young Life groups meet either in the basements of kids' houses or um, maybe in a community center Hmm. um, just so that a, a kid doesn't feel like it's a place that they might not feel welcome because they've never been involved
0: with church or anything like that. Okay. So what would happen at a typical meeting? And I know this because my kids go to Young Life, but <laughs> it's, it's not what you, like, I think it's very different what you guys do compared to like what a lot of youth groups do. Sure. Number one, it's just an hour. Yeah. Like pretty much just an hour yep. anytime. And at least in the Lansing area, you Y'all start like at weird times. It's like seven yes. fifty eight yes. or seven yes. twenty eight, yep. which that's part of the like. My kids are always like, "Why?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Ask them. They're the ones doing <laughs> it." Um, but it's only an hour. What happens during that time? Like, what does a meeting look like?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people will compare it to youth group, but I will say there are a lot of things that distinguish it and make it different than that. Um, really the idea um, in terms of practically what does it look like we we sing songs um, but we're not necessarily singing worship songs at all we don't ever want to have a kid sing something that they may not believe or Mm -hmm. agree with Um, and so we'll sing songs that they listen to on the radio Um, and the reason we do that is not just because it's fun. But the idea is we want to start to break down walls for kids and we want to invite Mm. them to participate in what we're doing. Um, We also do mixers, um, which is just a way to get everyone on their feet and involved. Again, participating in club, laughing. We use a ton of humor in Young Life. Um, And then we'll do upfront games. And everything kind of is leading towards um, the talk, which happens at the end. And Mm so slowly the programming gets less and less. The last thing is usually kind of a call-up game where only a couple kids are involved. Um, And we'll bring them up, you know, again, like I said, using a ton of humor. And then we'll usually sing a content song, which is usually a song that may seem a little bit more about God or Jesus, Mm -hmm. but is usually asking a question um, about, you know, who do you say that I am or Mm -hmm. um, just asking them to consider what God might think of them. And then a leader will get up at the end of every club. Um, For middle school, we keep our talks a little bit shorter Mm -hmm. just because of their attention span. And then for high school school. Um, you know, 10 to 12 minute conversation or it's not really a conversation, but a talk um, about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens every semester is we go through the progression of the gospel every single semester. So we start with an introduction of who God is and who Jesus was and the incarnation of him, and then talk about um, the person of Christ, Mm. which leads to kind of our need for him, and then our own sin Um, and his death on the cross and ultimately resurrection. Hmm. Um, And so obviously towards the end of the semester, there is a little bit of like, hey, what do you think of this? We are always inviting them to participate, not just in club,
0: but in a relationship with Jesus. Okay. Okay. That's really cool. And from a parent's perspective, good to know that, like, if we were parents that maybe didn't have um, a church home or maybe didn't have, like, a faith that was something that was long-term in our – even our adult life, there's something that's an option for our kids or – even if you have a kid who just is not wanting to go to church, right. like who's bucking that, I don't want to go. Because we were talking a little bit ago, but like teenagers don't want you to tell them anything and they right. don't want to do what you're asking them to do for the yes. most part. And so not all, but I mean, there's a lot of that. They're trying to figure out what their place is and and yeah. their their place in the family and that kind of thing. You are a mom of um, two kids mm-hmm. uh, who are both elementary school at this stage. Let's talk a little bit about what are some things that you and your family have been intentional about when it comes to trying to impart a faith for your kids? Like what are some things that you guys have done over the years or even now are doing as a family? Um, I mean, they are
1: so as a working mom, I would say in terms of what I do, they are a huge part of what Mm -hmm. we do with Young Life. Mm -hmm. And we just involve them as much as we possibly can because it's such a big piece of who we are and what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, church has been a big part of our life. Um, And then the other thing that I would say, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but... um, that my family has done in the past. We're not currently doing it, but we were a foster family. And so for us, that felt like a great way that we could do ministry as a Mm. family Mm -hmm. together and really show them that this is what the body of, this is one way Mm -hmm. that the body of Christ could work. And obviously it was something we felt like God was calling us to, but also a way that um, we felt like we could show them this is how we can be the hands and feet of Jesus in our home. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. We had the, capability and the capacity to do that at the time wow. that we did okay. so
0: how do you see now like how long ago was that when you guys did that so we did it for about four years three years ago okay <laughs> that makes so sense. do your do your kids still remember do you guys still talk about that because you I mean they were obviously pretty yes. young and how did that change um because there might be families that are thinking well maybe God's calling us to that but like How did that change the dynamic of your household?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, it changed the dynamic for Mm -hmm. sure. Going from, um, we actually, we would only take in one child at a time. Um, Mm -hmm. But it, um, I mean, it was so rich and it was so good. And it gave us the opportunity to have real conversations with our kids who were not that old yet. Mm. I mean, they were pretty young and asking questions like, you know, well, why can't their mom and dad talk? And Mm. so we could really share with them, you know, that we felt like, their parents were sick and needed help and mm. we were going to help them until their parents got better. And we tried to really not lie to them ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, not necessarily tell them all the details of right. what was Just, going on right. with their they were parents. Little. Um, yeah. And it definitely still, I mean, my kids, I can remember my youngest last year um, at school had to, you know, right out on Martin Luther King Day, I have a dream. And and Mm. her dream was, I'm not, I'm not going to get it right. But it was something about that every foster kid would have a home. And so I do think it, you know, it had an impact on them. And I don't take credit for that. It's the Holy Spirit and the Lord's doing. Um, But I do think it's a desire that they would maybe want to have. And obviously, at the time, I wasn't working. And so Mm. we were really capable of doing that right now. It's, probably not Not as much of an option for us, but um, I really am thankful that that was a kind of a piece of our family story and how I think we
0: tried to live out our faith with our kids. Mm -hmm. And I think what that speaks to is this idea that you are always thinking, and I think there's a lot of pressure on us moms to um, be the spiritual leader because like you said, you were home, but the husbands Mm -hmm. a lot of times work outside the home and we Mm -hmm. don't, or we do, and we still feel that burden of feeling like we are responsible for a lot when it comes to kids. But what you did was you just said, God, we want to be open to you. We want to be open mm-hmm. to whatever you have for us. And for you guys, that was foster care for that Mm -hmm. for that period of time Um, I know for us me it was um, making sure that we were praying every day Mm -hmm. um, and not just around the dinner table for our family we always had um, and I was the routine queen and so at night we had a schedule of how the kids would go to bed when they were little (laughs) and the last thing we always did was pray together as a family and allow the kids to pray whatever it was that they prayed and I remember one time my youngest and I'll probably get a little choked up here but he said God not prompted because we always prayed for family members. And we always prayed for, um, you know, friends that were sick or whatever. And he said, God, I just want to pray for all the people who are hurt in the hospital. Mm. And he was like maybe five or six. And I remember like tears started dreaming down my face Mm. because I was like, Where do you come up with this? But for us, it was a really good thing for us as a family every night to end our day, you know, with prayer. And now I have to tell you, my kids are 16, 14, and 13. We don't do that as often because Mm -hmm. homework happens or. I'm tired Bridget and I want to go to bed at 9 30 and they stay up until 10 30 and so I'm like hey good night I'm going to bed good night you know (laughs) Um, but those things are still something that we talk about Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that I'm thankful that we took time as a family to pray as often as we did and almost every night especially when they were little. Um, I also think and this is something I want to talk to you about when it comes to Our example, Mm -hmm. like you guys opening up your home, that was a huge example to your kids. You were Mm -hmm. like, I think it's easy for us to say, oh, yeah, we need to love people and we need to be there for people. But you guys opened up your home. Mm -hmm. How have you seen like your position in Young Life and even Mm -hmm. what you guys did with foster care, how like your kids seeing your faith, how Mm -hmm. that has encouraged their faith? I mean, you just talked about the I have a dream, but are there other ways that you can think of that you've seen that show up for your kids? I mean, I think they are just helping them
1: recognize that their role that they play even at such a young age in terms of what we're doing with Young Life Mm -hmm. in our area is significant. Mm -hmm. Um, And that they recognize, I mean, we just see kind of my job and my ministry. My husband's also a teacher at Lansing Christian. And so um, he's got, you know, a different type of ministry, but we never want them to feel like it's mommy's job or daddy's job. We want them to feel like it's a part of what mm. we're doing as a family. That mm-hmm. we have this ministry oh, to cool. kids all over the greater Lansing area and they're a part of it and they get to know them. Um they get to pray for them when we go to camp. They take time to pray mm. for kids that are there. Mm-hmm. Um and that's, that's cool. we make that a priority um for them and I think they enjoy it. It makes them feel
0: like you know, it's not just they're not on their own trying right. to figure this thing out. Yeah. Right they're that we're together. Let's talk a little bit about um, what are some things that we parents can do with with teenagers. There's sure. a lot of times that teenagers will, even if you've, you know, in your mind, done everything that you thought you should do mm-hmm. and you felt like you were following the Holy Spirit and what God wants you to do with your teenagers, and they are still just not wanting to go to church, not wanting to be involved with God at all. How can you encourage, um, what would you say to those parents and try to encourage them? I mean, I think my
1: experience with teenagers, which has been, I've been doing Young Life since like 1999, um, and I have just learned that the more you force them, the less they're going to want to go. And I don't think that means that you don't have an expectation for Mm -hmm. them, um, but I think, man, if you can find... A place that they feel comfortable. I can I, th- I can think about a friend of mine right now who um, doesn't go to church with her parents, but does go to church. Mm. And um, I'm I'm so impressed and proud of her parents for being okay with that because I think that can be difficult. That we think like, oh, this is something we should do as a family. And I hear that and I understand if people are in that boat. But I also, for me personally, I've my kids are getting some Jesus somewhere I want that you know it's as long as I know that it is sound I want them I want them involved with that and so sometimes that ends up being you know we find Young Life because um you know I oversee 53 college leaders and I always say to my leaders um these high school kids think you are so much cooler than me you know I'm a 42 year old mom (laughs) um, and I just even know for my own children my hope and desire is that they have a young life leader like Mm. someone that is younger than me that they think is cool that's trying to live out their faith Mm. you know but Mm -hmm. not that far one not their parent, and two um, maybe not that far from where they are in life Um, one of my best examples that I always give parents is I think sometimes we think about you know if our son or our daughter doesn't get asked a homecoming you know we know in the long run when they get to college and are grown adults and it's not going to matter right but in that moment to that kid it matters a lot and Mm -hmm. they need someone who's going to walk with them through that and love them and acknowledge the fact that oh this is really hard right now not someone that's going to say oh in five years you'll forget about this you'll never remember um so you know i am the first to recognize that as a parent i can't do this by myself and i'm going to need some people that are going to come alongside of me and that's where i just think you know, obviously I'm biased, but I think Young Life really <laughs> right. has a has a mark on the on the culture right now and mm-hmm. does a great job of meeting kids right where they're at mm-hmm. and presenting them the gospel to them if they show up for our program but otherwise just builds relationships with them on High school and middle school campuses
0: all over right, our community. Right. That's really cool. I know for me, when it comes to my teenagers, uh, I pray a lot more. And I think that sounds silly, but like when my kids were young, I think I felt like I had more control. I didn't, <laughs> but I felt like I yeah. had more control. And as they have gotten older, I have realized how much control I don't have. But also that God keeps reminding me He's got my people. And yeah. as they get older, that I can trust him with them. And so, you know, we're in the stage right now now where my daughter is starting to talk about where she's going to go to school and she keeps going, well, what should I do? What should I do? How do I make this decision? And I'm like, you can trust God. God Mm -hmm. is going to lead you. And I said, you're probably going to make some mistakes. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to not do what you... Like, you're going to look back and go, why did I do that? Yeah. That's okay. God's got you, and we can trust him, and we can talk to him about these decisions to make us feel better. And I pray about those decisions, you know? Sure. Um And I didn't do that when they were younger. And I'll even, like, if I know my daughter who right now has got a couple really tough classes, I'll just text her. And I'll be like, hey, I'm praying for you today. Mm. And sometimes she responds. And sometimes she doesn't. And that's okay. Because as her mom, I want her to know. And even if your kid is not um, in a spiritual place, to let them know that you're praying for them or that you're thinking about them and that you're for them. Because I think our kids sometimes feel like, as we do, because I feel this way even at 46, that... The world's against us sometimes. It feels sure. like everything is not going our way some days. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for them in their immaturity to be like, this is, like you said about the home good, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. And we can see, because we've been there, that this isn't going to be forever. Right. But I want to always, I want my kids to always know that, they're, that I'm for them. And I want them especially right. to know that God is always for them. Yeah. And so even in those moments when they feel like their life is out of control for whatever reason, that I'm for them their dad is for them and also that God is for them. Mm -hmm. And so I think even if you don't have a good relationship with your teenager and they're not going to church to be able to pray for them Mm -hmm. um, in this stage, you never know what God's going to do with that, you know, down the road. So lots of Young Life chapters all around the country. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. It's an actually international organization. How would people get um, information about a local um, Young Life in their community? Uh,
1: I think the best way would be just to look it up online. Almost every community should have a website we have a local website here in lansing and if you just go and kind of google young life in your area you should be able to find where the closest place for something like that would be and then just email them or give them a call and find out how um to get your kid involved it's cool great great way to do it yep
0: well this was a great conversation bridget thank you so much for joining me and thanks for sharing your expertise uh with all of your years of ministry i really appreciate it no problem thank you heather